You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Howdy! This year, the Earth Station One podcast will experience its favorite geek out moment with episode number 500. That's over nine years of nerdy pop culture reviews, interviews, and con reports. Join the celebration with Mike and Mike each week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite media player. We can also be found all over social media or at esonetwork.com. Peace. And we're done. We're done. Hello, and welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show. I am your host, the Monster, and I'm back to give you a quick review about Batwoman. The time of actually recording this, we've now had two episodes that have come to the small screen. I will talk about them in in some length. I'm not going to go beat by beat, but I will give some overview about things I liked and didn't like, but I do want to make an an issue about the negative reviews of Bad Woman. There are certain issues when it comes to female-led series, especially about superheroes, that if they are not good, they're terrible and are hated, or sometimes they're campaigned against the first episode being aired, saying that this will never work, and it's terrible, and they will do everything in their powers to kind of tip the scale into a more negative favor before the first episode even airs. So think about what happened with Captain Marvel and how the fanboys try to do this massive campaign to kind of derail Captain Marvel, but that was able to overcome that and still make a billion dollars. Same could be said about any other show that has female characters. So in this case, we have Batwoman. In her first year, this is not the exact same character that we have met in last year's Crisis. That Crisis, we did have a crossover. We do see Kate Kane in her red wig with the black uh, the black outfit for Batman, right? But it's now Batwoman with that uh, iconic wig. And she does meet up with Supergirl. What's great about Supergirl and Batwoman, you had a your own version of World's Finest. And that's a, a nod to the Superman-Batman comic book, which I love dearly. Now that we go into the first episode, that's basically the leading up of that character that we're going to meet down the road. So she's not fully established, and we have to have her story being built up about who she is how does she get the Batman equipment and how does she become that character that we meet in Crisis later on me as a comic book reader I am aware of Batwoman I have never read Batwoman until I would say about a week before I started recording this because I wanted to see how is that character portrayed or how is she done I'm just curious about that character in general and how does that measure up with to the TV show. 
the opener has Kate and her sister Beth in a car accident, which it does play out like in the comics. Uh, I think later on there is Alice from Alice in Wonderland as a villain that does show up in the comics, but in the TV series we're kind of there, but not there, kind of parallel to that. In the comics, we also have Bad Woman with the red hair, meaning she is a redhead and not a brunette that is wearing a wig. The Kate Kane in the comics is more like the Batman that has the technical expertise and has the the wherewithal to have all these gadgets and weaponry at her command and can be mastered easily. Ruby Rose is donning on the costume. She is using some of the weapons, but in like the second episode, Luke Fox, who is the son of Lucius Fox, tells her, you know, all these things were not meant for you. It was meant for Batman. That's where it was a, a good statement because even though she has the Batman suit and it is tailored to her, she still has a long way to prove herself to be worthy of the cow, or at least make her own persona be that persona. With Supergirl, it took a while for us to see her transition from, well, first off, it did it from CBS to CW. Kind of weird, but it was fine because it, it still had still had the main focus on Melissa Benoist, who is Supergirl. So right off the bat, she is charming. She is endearing. So her as Supergirl or as Kara Danvers, I'm all in right from the very beginning. And it has nothing to do with the stories because a lot of the stories in the first season or two, not all that great. And the writing is like, ah. But there are moments in there that I'm astounded. Like, how can you do that kind of special effect stuff on TV? They've done it. And it's done very well. The exact same thing could be argued with Bad Woman. Much like with Arrow and the stunt work, there were a couple of key scenes in which there are battle scenes that are like, combat is done very well. Again, story, not as great as, going, as it's going to be, but like any first and second season TV series, it takes a while to kind of get the ball moving forward. But I see Kate, Ruby Rose, doing fine in her role. And I'm glad to see that we have a female lead like this. As I've mentioned before in the last podcast with the Marvel Phase 5 and Captain Marvel uh, leading the Avengers, which I think may be a mistake just from a nerdy comic book guy, I have no problems when you have a female superhero taking the lead. The one who's being in charge is fine with me on all points. Now, just like Supergirl has her own team and Arrow has his own team and Flash has his own team. You're going to build, in my opinion, the exact same formula as has been done on other shows, your own team. Now, when we get to that point and it becomes overly bloated because you have too many characters to deal with, I'll argue and, and be unhappy about that and how that doesn't work anymore. But until that time, what we have elements of Batwoman that showcases her talents, the actress and the character, and really good stories or character arcs, I'm all in. Now, the difference between this and Arrow, 
is like I just mentioned, Arrow has too many characters. You know, we had flashbacks dealing with an island issue for five years, and then we had a flash forward for a whole season. And we're good. I'm I'm ready for Arrow to go to the next phase. And we are getting the next phase, which is the two Black Panthers. Two Black Panthers. The two Black Canaries. And the daughter of Felicity and Oliver taking over as the new Arrow. I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll figure that out when it comes to the crisis or when Arrow comes to an end. But again, they're female lead teams. And I'm like, that's great. I want to see more women being showcased like this. Why? I've said this before. I'm tired of the white male heroes. I want to see different perspectives on things. I would love to see, you know, and to to some degree, uh, you know, Vibe is... I'm trying to remember if he was Hispanic, like Mexican, Puerto Rican. I'm not sure, but I know he's Latin. So we have him, right? And that's fine, and I love that. But in my heart of hearts, I would love to see someone of my descent, male or female, be in the lead of their own series as a superhero. We don't have much much representation in that regards. All I remember from my days of growing up and watching TV with Super Friends is El Dorado. As I mentioned before, El Dorado is a furniture store here. And then in Super Friends, El Dorado, all he can do was just use his weird cloak of invisibility. And that was it. That, I don't know what else you can do with him. It matters to me to see representation. And I'm glad that we have a lesbian actress portraying a lesbian character. I'm not saying that you have to have both. It's a bonus, but you don't need to have both. And as long as I feel that emotion, regardless of the gender, I'm good with the character. And I did feel that in the very first episode when Kate, and I forgot the, the woman that she was in love with in in the academy in which they were caught, um, not so much being lowest, but they were just outed out. And unfortunately, Kate left and then the other one didn't. She stayed in the academy. That's going to be like any other relationship where you have people who are in love, who fall out of love and lead different lives, but there will still be that mutual attraction even though the circumstances are different. When we see in the first episode, there's a moment in which Kate is bad woman saving her, the one that she loves. It's like no different from Batman saving someone like Vicki Vale uh, in a moment of crisis. And I felt that the exact same moment. Gender does not become an issue. It's just being that character that I appreciate. Again, we will get past the storyline that's not the strongest right now. But this is what we have. I don't know a whole lot about uh, Kate, only from the brief moments that I read in a couple of comics. The Kate that, again, we'll get in the future may be the same as the one in the comics. I know Arrow, in the very beginning, was just him. Diggle became part of that. Felicity became part of that. And you had a core trio. 
And then again, it grows and you have more weapons. You have more team members. Right now, this is the beginning of a series. And I'm not as harsh with the beginnings of this series because I know down the road, especially behind the scenes like Berlanti, who has created this universe, who is rewarding comic book fans mightily with crossovers or stories from actual comics that you appreciate someone who is that nerdy on the inside producing stuff for us. So I trust the direction that they're going to do with Batwoman, and I'm not really listening to those who don't like it. And that's fine. You don't like something? Move on. Stop wasting your damn time beating up on shit that is something that you don't like or you don't love. Trust me, you guys and gals, I'm not going to disparage here, but we got better things to do with our time. Let's just move on. Let's just celebrate the things that we do love. And yes, I give Star Trek Discovery crap. But there were moments in there that I did love. And I talked about that. Second season. The crew of Enterprise with Captain Pike. That's what I love. Number one, that's what I love. Seeing the Enterprise again, that's what I love. Granted, Discovery is a mess. But that's not the point. I love Star Trek. Good and bad, I take it all. And I'll be its most ardent fan, both good and bad. But if you're going to shit on things and be unmerciful with your opinion, just to make it worse for someone else who's, who wants to see this, that's where it's not cool. You don't like Bad Woman? Fine. Don't worry about it. Watch the other shows that you do like. Let's just leave it at that. As far as the things I'm going to nitpick, and again, this is just the very beginnings of the series, but she, Kate, is the cousin of Bruce Wayne. She breaks into Wayne Enterprise, and there's only one person in there. And she encounters Luke Fox, who is the son of Lucius Fox. So he is supposedly this, this gatekeeper of the whole damn building that's, I guess, condemned or closed down. But he's just one guy. Who the hell is paying his salary? Does he leave for the night? Does he come back in the morning? Does he live there 24-7? I don't get his role. Other than you need to have a nerdy guy, nerdy tech person like a Felicity or a Cisco to be that person to, to run the board, so to speak. He's the one or she's the one that will come up with that thing that you need to come up and save today with this piece of tech. Okay, I'm thinking Luke will be that. But obviously, he knows information like he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So the fact that we have a Batcave underneath Wayne Enterprise, it's a little too convenient. But then again, look, you had Batman in uh, Batman 66, right? Adam West playing Batman and Bruce Wayne, but in Wayne Manor, and it was far away from Gotham. And they would have a bat cave. And the and the Batmobile will come out of his cave and like a bat out of hell drive to Gotham. Whereas here to expedite things, no, let's put it all together right there. Fine. Let's just go with it. I'm not gonna be that nitpicky that the bat cave should have been outside the city. Doesn't make a difference. 
Even in the Christopher Nolan movie, when the, the cave was destroyed and it was done back later on, they acknowledged that he had another hangout spot. So let's just say he has multiple hangout spots. This is one of many. Sleep it. <laughs> so again, I have a clean slate of no expectations with this character. So they can do whatever they want. It's not going to come into any conflict that what happens in the comics was, again, I have no idea. So run the gambit, explore, see what works, see what doesn't work, and just continue what you're, you always do with all the other shows. Except for Legends of Tomorrow, but you know, don't get me started on that shit. <laughs> Batwoman is a fine show. I have no qualms about it. I know it will be a better show down the road. So, like I said, sit back and enjoy the ride. If you don't like it, get off the ride and find something else you do like. Alright? So, that's all I'm going to say for right now. I, I will review the season of Bad Woman when that season is over, as well as, and I've been wanting to do my Crisis crossovers every year, but this year is going to be it's a must. I have to do that crossover review. But Bad Woman definitely will get a review at the end of its run for the first season. So, hopefully I will have better things to talk about in the future. But again, for right now, Bad Woman is a good show for me to just sit back and enjoy the ride and have something that's fun and, you know, not too thought-provoking. I'm not there to have, you know, philosophical thoughts about the, the, the mythology of Bad Woman. I just want to see good action. I want to see bad woman come to life from the comics to the small screen i want to see that character come to life that's all i'm asking for and i know i will get that all right so that's going to be the end of my podcast for today so please email me at monster sci-fi show at gmail.com you can follow me on the various social networks so again thank you for listening to me and to the monster sci-fi show it's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.